Hi James. Hello. We're in your house. I thought maybe we could you could do the intro. Okay. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Sorry You're in My Seat, the podcast that finds movies and <laughs> does things with them. We've only done 270 of these. You think we know I, the intro by now? I'd like to find out when when you're not here. I do the intro fine. <laughs> But you threw that on me. I just thought, because we were talking about True Detective earlier, <laughs> and there's that awesome scene where like Woody Harrelson's like, I mow my lawn. <laughs> my lawn, yes. And I didn't want to come into your house. And mow my lawn. And, and mow, mow my own fucking lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Sorry You're My Seat Weekly Podcast. That's two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name's Aaron, and each week I'm joined by my co-host James. Not every week. <laughs> Not every week, because I wanted here last week. But we said that. We, we told our audiences that's going to happen. Anyway, hello. 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 This week, uh, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from 1990. And it's important to remember 1990 because I definitely first went to the other one. I uh, watched this movie loads growing up as a kid. This was a staple in our household on VHS. I, I don't think we owned it. I think mean, it was just taped off telly. I didn't see the first one in the cinema because obviously it's 1990. However, I did see the third one That's where they go back one. in time in cinema. I'll tell you now, James, that me and uh, my brother and my dad and mum were on an outing in Nottingham. We were going to go ice skating, but the rink was shut. So we went to the cinema and we watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 instead. They're back in time. Was the right, tagline right? So your point there is brilliant, but here's, here's here's where we have the section where we are just whinging, old man, right? Um, <laughs> sure, I'll do. It. Sorry, I thought it might be better if it does that. Okay, sorry, microphone issues. In microphone issues, it, I can edit this bit out. I know, but we won't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we could edit it, but we won't. All right. <laughs> um. Uh, Going all the way to Nottingham to watch the cinema and uh, going to Finastri could being closed. It's something that genuinely you would not put up with today. You'd yeah. be so carroning on the internet. <laughs> You'd be all over the gap. Yeah, it's back in the day, pre-internet, where you couldn't check if it was open. That's you like, let's just fucking go to Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> just hope it's open. That's fucking horrible. <laughs> I'd hate that. That's like a nightmare. But you did get to see Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles, the the worst one. Yeah, the third one. I, I mean, I think that was the only time I watched it. I don't think I've ever revisited it. I know that people hate it, so it goes the first one that we've seen, and then it's The Secret of the Ooze, which was everyone's favourite. Despite the fact they dropped, there's no Casey in it. Casey Ryback, no, no. Casey Ryback? Yeah, yes, uh, it's from uh, Under Siege. <laughs> I'd watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd Steven Seagal, did, I'd did watch the living shit out of that. Who knows how Steven Seagal did this movie? No, but, but, but in the third one... It's Casey Jones, isn't Casey it? Jones, Casey Jones babysitting samurais. Yeah. <laughs> what world we live in? I don't know how they wrote him into that third movie, considering it's about time travel. Uh, they uh, they got flack that he wasn't in the second one. And I, spoilers, he's one of my favourite things of the first one. Even when the animated cartoon, which I grew up loving, Teenage Ninja Mutant does that everyone loves, everyone's singing in their head right now. That animated cartoon on a Saturday oh, was but, the thing. But again, is it a Mandela thing? Because actually in the UK, it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yes, you're right. It was Heroes in a Half Shell. Yeah. Turtle power. Because uh, there's a big censorship in the 80s and 90s in the UK to try and take away violence in kids' animated TV shows. So they were heavily censored, including the movie uh, from 1990. They changed the ninja. The word ninja as well had connotations of being violent and, and, and fighting. So in the UK, it was released as Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Unacceptable. I think the film in 1990, when it came out, I think 
didn't. But it, it, we'll get into the film history shortly um, around the kind of censorship around it. But yeah, I mean, I always remember it as Mutant Turtles, uh, Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Teenage Mutant T-N-M-T. Ninja mm. weirdly, Ninja Mutant T. Weirdly, after watching the 1990 movie this week, I believe the Turtles bit. I believe the Ninja bit. I believe the Mutant bit. I just don't believe the teenage bit because because Raphael is voiced clearly by a thirty year old. Yeah, like, like do, you, do you remember when you were a teenager, mate, and you were out fighting crime and living in? I, I can believe I can believe teenagers like taking the law into their own hands and you know and all that kind of. But it's just like when you're watching it and you're like teenage mutant ninja turtles and Raphael's like I'm walking here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm a big fan of? Uh, growing up, I love Splinter. I think Splinter is one of the best. Awesome. He's up there with Mr. Miyagi. He's up there with uh, Rocky Balboa's yeah, coach. Yeah. I think he's the greatest. But when you when you watch this film, you're like, he's so lucky he won't drown because yeah. he looks like a fucking monstrosity. Li- if you lived in New York, there's probably rats that size. You, if he talked, you'd just be kill it. So I, I watch the anime show a lot. And I, I'm under the impression I could be wrong. Internet, come at me if I'm wrong. But I believe in the cartoon he was a human trainer that turned into a rat whereas in the film he's it's a rat the rat learned. learned yeah I don't know which one's scarier I don't know I don't know if the, I don't know if I want to live in a world where people can turn into rats because I've seen that Roald Dahl movie The Witches <laughs> or I don't know if I want to live in a world where rats are so clever they're watching ninjutsu off us <laughs> just, just, just think about that right now just think you live in a world where rats are watching that I'll, means I'll that, if, come. that means, and if we use Splinter as an example that means that rats have been watching us run the planet so they could do it better. But they could also make love to your wife better than you could. <laughs> Remember that next time you see a rat, it's better than you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know. I, I mean, I, like I said, I used to watch it. Humanoid turtles trained by a rat in the art of ninjutsu. I'd be there, do you know what I mean? What I love about this is there's no way this be made now. In the realism world, they'd be like, yeah. oh, what's their motivation? Well, they they like pizza. Oh. The- Can I tell you as well, in, in this film, I'm going to spoiling, we'll go through it in a bit, but... Domino's Pizza had like obviously brand deal in this. I'd never heard of brand, uh, Domino's Pizza until like 10, 15 years after they saw this film. Well, it's weird because the product placement of Domino's Pizza in this movie is odd because the marketing outside of the movie was Pizza Hut. <laughs> Pizza Hut, so. so Pizza Hut was the big like campaign around the movie, you know, on TV and, you know, but in the film, it's not Pizza Hut. Yeah, you're right, it's Domino's, which mm-hmm. is weird. So they paid for the product placement. <laughs> but, but, but then basically, they turned around and fuck yourself. Probably a rat did that. <laughs> I remember rewatching it this week and that, that was the bit that, if you have the whole movie, I could take the whole film, but the fact that they shared a pizza between four of them, Yes. Bullshit. It is the bullshit. absolute most two people sharing a pizza. But even that I'm uncomfortable with. You got a half and half it as well. Yeah. Then maybe you get lucky. Maybe you like the same toppings as this person. I'm with you. I mean, I'm going to ask you a question now. Pizza Hut or Domino's? Uh, I think Pizza the, Hut. The great debate. Is it? I, hands down. I think Domino's pizza tastes like microwave pizza. I which is mind. fine. I've got no problem with microwave cheap pizza, but I don't want to spend like £15 for it. Yeah, I, I don't get... I, I mean, first off, that's the thing. Is I don't get the price of pizza. I've got my brother-in-law is Italian. And he's like, I mean, that isn't pizza to begin with, like you know, like, and, and I believe him because he's Italian, and he and he's like, and, 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 like, he's right about pizzas and fascists. That's what he's right about. But he's like, yeah, he goes, that's not pizza, and and, and it's mass produced. There's no love in it, um, and he's like, certainly you wouldn't pay like sixteen quid for one of them. But I, I, I I've slowly converted to Papa John's, mate. I, do, I was always Papa John's. There's no where we live. There's no Papa John's in the catchment area. Yeah. It's funny that he should mention that. Like the work ethic is mass produced. 
Peter needs to go back to its Ferrari days. Do you remember it, when we watched like Ford versus Ferrari where the mass produced people? I'll never forget this. I tried to explain this to Esther once. It was like, mm. the people who care living, they, they love, it's a family business. Yeah, they spend each time on each engine. Yeah, they're the villains. They're it's the, the villains, people yeah. that mass produced the shit. It's yeah, the ones that mass produced who created the five-day working week. <laughs> what heroes? <laughs> Ford. Um, talking about, actually talking about that though, Ford tried to product place in Back to the Future. So, um, about a car that continuously breaks down and won't get you where you need to go. Yeah, yeah, it's powered, coming forward. powered by like nuclear <laughs> or oh, shit. Because um, then the second one is garbage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah they've missed out on a great brand. They wanted a DeLorean there. swapped out for a Ford Mustang or something. What the yeah. flip? That, the the yeah. only thing iconic about the car is that it's a DeLorean, and you know it's a piece of shit. Well, that's it, because they say, don't they, notoriously break it down, hard to get bits for. DeLorean was not. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a real good selling point. And, and as far as I'm aware, they don't go back in time. <laughs> Do they? I'm missing something. Um, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You, you, you kind of found that out. The, the, the one, the one male character is like, they go back to 1984. You cheat. Just, just had an argument with his wife. I'm like, fucking bad, DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the drive. He's like, I'll see you later. Oh, don't go back in time. Why is it broken down? I put garbage in it this morning. <laughs> Do I never understand about DeLorean, right? You know parking spaces? How? How do yeah. you get DeLorean in there? Do you, do you get out of the car and push it in and then open the window and put the handbrake on? Well, we did a whole episode on the best transport in movies. Yeah, Because when you've done 270 episodes, <laughs> you've done- you have to you have to drag the well. <laughs> Still not worse than being these versus bodies, mate. There's the, there's, there's the pit. The great debate of film is, is it better to have a beard or, or, or be bored? That is the it's debate. Beard. It's beard. It's beard. It's beard. It's beard. But... Um, yeah, I, I think uh, the DeLorean. I don't think made our top ten. <laughs> do you know how I? Do you know how I won that argument in the gymnastics? Was McCready from the thing for gymnastics because he does like pointless he does roll, do that forward roll. <laughs> I know two hundred seventy episodes. I still remember that. I think. I think that's that's the joke though. That I or the reference in film because we make some tedious links to films. You know that real diehard fans need to like would would know what we're talking about. But I, I imagine the everyday film goer might be like, oh, I, d- I don't get that reference. Yeah. But I swear anyone who's seen the thing and paid attention to it could not have not noticed the perfection of the forward roll by <laughs> Kurt Russell at the end of that roll. movie. Do you remember when you're playing a video game and you accidentally press the wrong button and you just forward roll off a ledge? <laughs> That's what it was, but he didn't go off a ledge, therefore making him the pinnacle of there's, the forward roll. There's only one better forward roll in my eyes. Oh, and that's when that's it. That's when the Terminator jumps off the truck when he goes into the yes. smelting plant. It's yes. in Terminator Two. Yes, and he does about fifteen forward rolls and gains speed. Yeah, yeah. He's like no, Sonic. He turns exactly like Sonic. I've like, never seen that before. He's Sonic's off the fucking truck. God. Yes. Do you want to see them gold yeah. rings? Just what he did. Yeah, yeah. It had sparkles on him though, so he was invincible. Oh, uh, um, fucking! Well, ninja- I'm a 270 episodes, and I never realised that. And linking into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because Shredder's lair in mm-hmm. this is the same smelting plant as Terminator 2 and Dino Hatton from Mario oh, Brothers. I wanted to get that in. And uh, Top Dollar's nightclub in The Crow. 
mate. See, that is the same building. And the nursing home from The Notebook. <laughs> so it's made that one scene. I'm sorry, but those three films, those four films. No, no, we can take Super Mario Brothers out. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, it's like, like, so, oh, we're doing this TV show, we're doing this film about a killer, killer robot that comes back and it fights a killer robot that's made mm-hmm. of liquid metal. Right? Oh, that's cool. We're going to do a drug lord, you know, Imperium, you know, he's, he owns the sea and then an undead creature at night comes and kills it. All oh, right, cool, cool. Yeah, we got this kids show <laughs> about, you know, like, they jump on mushrooms and shit. Yeah, there's some in the same fucking place with never forget BDSM cops yeah, yeah. my god we did a Super Mario Brothers episode you gotta go back and check that the out the 90s was a fucking shit show wasn't it what Link was going us to on this. <laughs> Link us to this 1990 obviously the the, the turtles themselves created in 1983 by cartoonists Kevin Eastman and Peter Lard who published their first black and white comic in 1984 took out a family loan to get it they were really confident they were really confident um, but it was actually I would say it was a great time for artistic expression in comic books the birthing mm. it's a great time to get in on the ground floor for something imaginative or so completely, it's like Batman, isn't it? It's completely different to what you grew up with because it was dark. It was visceral, very, violent. Very, very good reference to Batman. I'm going to come to that in a moment, actually, because 89 Batman obviously came out the year before and did change the landscape for comic book films um, or certainly adaptations of children's literature or children's entertainment into adult filmmaking. I've got a question for you, and I've always been wondering this. So we always talk, <clears throat> follow my logic here, mm. you... you uh, we both love Star Wars. We both come from it from different um, perspectives. And you've got like a really mature way of looking at it that it's not for you, it's for the next generation. Mm. Whereas I'm of the audience that should be made for me because I grew up with it. Yeah, self-titled. <clears throat> Ninja Turtles does this as well. Mm. It starts off with Gritty, but as its audience... It, uh, sorry, this is what I don't understand about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It goes the opposite way. You're growing up and they get more childish. So they, it's kind of like the series sticks... For, it goes for the younger audience. Mm. And I always thought that was a bit different. Yeah, because it started out grittier, darker, and it was more grimy. Um, and it was only until what they started doing was um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Led, after they created it, started sending it out to media outlets to print, finally got some traction. But it wasn't until Mark Freeman came on board to support the project who said, actually, you need to make this more targeted towards children. And by 1987, the animated TV series had gone onto onto the screens. And that really was a worldwide phenomenon, which it, it was, was the biggest easily lead to a movie uh, no less than three years later and then s- and sequels immediately after I mean this is normally sequel territories a year two years after isn't it yeah they, like Secret of the Use came out in 91 it was like ne- very next year and bear in mind this came out in November of 1990 they wasted no time getting that second movie it's out. almost as if like, they had the props already yeah. it was like Jim Henson was still on board <laughs> oh, well he wasn't because this was his last movie oh, oh sorry his production company was on for the first two films though wasn't it and then yeah. they, 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 they saw the script for Samurai and they were like Fuck off. But obviously, what would then happen? Toys, games, movies to follow. The first, obviously, in 1990. Rebooted in 2007 mm. and 14. And then very recently, with Seth Rogen producing the 2023. We are here just today to talk about the first movie. Um, came out uh, on a budget of 13.5 million, but at the box office, 202 million. Huge international success. Costumes, as we said, developed by the uh, late great Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Um, is the ninth was the ninth highest grossing movie in 1990, but set the record for the highest grossing independent film of all time. Nice, only to be beaten by the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it is understandable. Which was like what 98, 99. How do you improve this film though? Like this film's like really good. Do you know what Vanilla Ice? Yeah, the, the less we talk about that, the better. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. I think every film needs a wrap in it halfway through from Vanilla Ice. <laughs> uh, critical response was lukewarm. 
mainly the feedback was not as bad as it could have been. Because <laughs> um, you know what you can say about so many things yeah, as well. It was described as a low-rent Batman meets Ghostbusters, which was actually what... Uh, the film director was going for my Max Fall and Steve Barron was going for in terms of his referencing was the 1989 Batman and the uh, Ghostbusters movie from the 80s as well which was like 84 so it was a Ghostbusters yeah I think so so yeah uh, references being a, a, a low rem Batman meets Ghostbusters and at the times where some of the p- critics picked up on depictions of Asian characters in the movie are being somewhat racist there is a joke about uh, that April O'Neil uh, throws in when she's being attacked by the Foot Gang, the Clang, the Clang, and she goes, "Oh, what am I behind on my Sony payments?" Which was again a reference to uh, Japanese technology's influence in in America. Consumerism, oh, them jibs in these nineties movies, eh? It's fucking kids all that. Kids in the kids in the cinema are fucking rolling. Take that, that Sony. Eh? <laughs> the fourth wall break. Go for you. Yeah, yeah. Sony would let her produce <laughs> some of the greatest movies of all time. Censored in the UK, as we've already talked about, is due to eighties and nineties restrictions on violent shows aimed at kids, but also the word ninja, which became a swear word over the these ways film almost didn't happen because Howard the Duck was previously was released just before and was an absolute bomb well we, we ducked it <laughs> in a PG film that would have bombed it what <laughs> Tim Robbins <laughs> never forget never forget Tim Robbins Oscar winner Tim, Oscar Tim winner. Robbins you gotta start somewhere yeah um, was was uh, considered to follow the Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, uh, which I think came out in eighty seven. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, which was the idea was that the turtles were going to be animated and then live action actors moving around animation. Maybe which might have worked. Yeah. You know, when you know, well, I suppose how would they thought Roger Rabbit? I suppose is a bit more slapstick. Then, yeah, no, then, I, I, I stick with what you got. I, I, I well, like a physical prop. The third one, though, was probably my favourite movie that we never had. That I really want to see was uh, was actors just with shells on, painted green. Billy Crystal was lined up to play uh, uh, Raphael. No, Donatello. I was going to say he can't be Raphael. <laughs> no, Crystal. Yeah, that's what I got from that. I, I would have <laughs> loved not to see another fat green face. Just, just him, Robin Williams, and two others just dressed in green. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would have watched the shit out. Of that. Yeah, and Steven Seagal is the rat. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> the suits were lined with burn cream because the actors inside the suits were that hot. <laughs> that is that. So, um, so Steve Barron, the director, went on a podcast to say, um, "You would never make this film now." And they were like, "Oh, is it not?" And he was like, "No, no, no. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, are just as popular. If not, they've got cult reference now." So, no, you, th- this kind of guerrilla filmmaking won't. Where you could just ask a stuntman or, or, a, or a physical actor, "Eh, it'll be all right." <laughs> you know, like now with unions and stuff like that, it's like there's no way they could have got away with building actors. Can you imagine that? Like. How did he die? He suffocated. Oh, in what? Did a teenage mutant tails up? Because the worst thing is the suit, the suit melted to his skin, and it's an open casket. So, so. You just take kids. Look, look, it's Raphael. Yeah, he's, he's dead. <laughs> no, they they would have disposed him as we do with all pets. Put them in a shoebox and throw them out. Well, the turtles, uh, the turtles were re. Used the the animatronics and the face masks. They were actually repurposed. So after they finished filming, I think the second one, they they were in storage for so long, and then they were actually picked up by a, I think it was a, a an Irish TV show took them on and then put fur on them. I'm so glad. I don't know why I thought we were going to say Jurassic Park. Genuinely, oh yeah, yeah. genuinely thought you were going to say Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah, Sam, Sam Jackson <laughs> in that. <laughs> Did you not see that scene? He's a big turtle. I'd watch it. 
I would. Um, Why are we lying? We all would. <laughs> yeah, all the all the physical actors in the in who were in the costumes got small cameos as well. So I don't know if you know. No, I did that. The Domino's pizza like, gets fucked over on his pay. Yeah, like not being funny, but he's like, "Are oh, you late?" It's because the delivery was like delivered to a sewer grain. Mm. We've all been there. Uh, but yeah, the taxi driver. There's a few other cameos in the film. Are that's nice. It's like actors, I nearly yeah. killed you. Here's a line. In the there film. was a, there was shot. It was shot in 23 frames per second. Then it was played at 24 frames per second. That was to try and get rid of some of the bulkiness and the slow movement of the turtles. That's a really um, clever idea. Yeah, so that's how they, they try to get around it. I mean, and it's now it's almost seamless. <laughs> you know, when you watch some of them fight scenes, yeah, it's almost I like, seamless. I like it when you see the weapons band. Mm. That's my favourite thing is when they walk past. Yeah. But at least they use the weapons kind of in this film. In the second one, they just have them. They're just there. So in the second one, they weren't allowed to use them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just yeah. like, like they take them off him. Mm. Yeah, so the second one was where the censorships really came into play. I mean, the, the thing about the first one is that they say at the end, in the you know, spoilers, in the, uh, the Shredder fight on the rooftop, no one actually lands, bar Leonardo, no one lands a hit on Shredder with all yeah. their weapons and all their training and everything. Um, but they do. They, you know, you clearly see a couple of like rib shots and stuff like that. Um, Can I, this is one of these films that would worry me as well, especially nowadays. You know, like you get the... A dog is not for not for Christmas, that mm. type of thing. Like, can you imagine you're a kid, you see this film, you see the comic books, you've seen the TV series, you really want to turtle. They're the biggest drop off in what you want and what you got. Like, imagine you then got a turtle. You'd be like, do ninja shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, no, put me in water. And when they become, yeah, when they become like uh, humanoids, they look more tortoisey. Yeah. It's fucking doing. balls. And the way they move is quite. Slow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I heard it was in twenty three frames and <laughs> Well, but then the flash this is what I love about the, the, the artistic prowess of, of uh Derek Steve Barron in this movie. Is then when they did the fa- flashback scenes of like which again I'm not convinced the turtles, they they look quite terrapinny. Yeah. But you use a super eight camera to give a grainy effect to the to the flashback. Tell you what, for a film of this magnitude, they treat their flashbacks like it's the fucking Godfather part two. Like when Splinter's giving his speech about, I learned, and then he was betrayed by his master. I was like, it's like, mm. is it taken? Like, but from Splinter's version. Well, it's weird that you say that as well because I, I do, I, 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 I did put here that Splinter, Master Chief, Boss Man. He's, he's like the Rajal Ghoul to Batman. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and I even put in brackets, Liam Ratneeson. <laughs> um, yeah, Shredder's hideout, as we already said, is the same as Dino Hat and is the same as the Smelting Plant in T2 and Top Dollars Nightclub in The Crow. Judith Hogue, who uh, plays April O'Neil in the, in the film, didn't return to the sequels because she slagged off the first movie that much. Said mm. that she didn't like the six days of uh, filming. Oh, terrible. Six days. Six <laughs> days. Six days. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. And said it was too violent. She later went on to be Fuck a nightmare you. on Elm Street. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and Armageddon. Fuck off. Yeah. Who's in Armageddon? Will Patton. When, oh, she, when, when, it, when he goes to the door and he's like, something's coming up. <laughs> Something big. <laughs> who's who's the hussy keeping him from seeing his child? Uh, that's why she, he liked he liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He got the kid. Do you remember? Because we always thought it was a bit suspicious that he never sees the kid. Like, and then he's not allowed to see the kid. The kid's not allowed to know that his dad. Yeah. And then the cure for that is save the world. Save the world. <laughs> save the world. Space. Save the world is fine. And then and randomly, Michael Bay's shit, didn't he? We did a great debate about Michael Bay, and I came away from that going, Nah, he's shit. <laughs> like, like, just, like, they cut away Z with it. Who's that? It's your dad. It's your like, brother. <laughs> Why would you ever put that in a movie? Sure. Like, it's a man that came to the door, because I remember all the men that came to the door. Well, it's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's your daddy. <laughs> up, there, up there, still with the greatest mystery, Conair, is 
the the black cellmate of Nicolas Cage is yeah. going to the Max prison. Yeah. What did he do? Because he's the good guy. No one ain't mentioning that. <laughs> it's like, this is he's got the worst of the worst. And one parolee hits and lie down. So what did he do? No, he's a good guy. What did he do? Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> All I know is he's on a maximum security flight. He's got diabetes. That's all we know. <laughs> um. Yeah, the uh, voice actor, uh, so it's uh, Josh Paris who played Ralph, was the only one who was in the suit and did the voice. Oh, um, just, and like I say, he's meant to be a teenager, but you cannot get away from the fact that that is clearly a 30-year-old. He's, he's got a bad back. Because like Raphael's character is the big head, the hot head, is the arrogant, is the, he has the biggest journey to go on, uh, you know, to become... A Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I don't know if this is the right time to have it. Raphael has always been my favourite. And I feel like the only thing... Right, so this is how I go. When you're growing up, you're either Raphael because he's the outcast, the, the Batman, essentially, mm. or Michelangelo because he's the goofy, pizza-loving cheeks. Oh, Leonardo's the leader, though. Right, and Leonardo suffers from Cyclops disease, where he might be the leader, and he hasn't done anything wrong, but fuck him, he's not Raphael slash Wolverine, so you do not like him. Like, I don't like... No one going around going, Cyclops is my favourite X-Men. No one's going around going, Leonardo is the greatest. As you get older, you can... Some Sometimes go from Raphael into Donatello. That's acceptable. I don't know because Leonardo had the sword. I disagree. I think if Leonardo... you're going to go on weapons, like what would you want to the go? The weapons that with? they're not allowed to use in the film. Yeah, but, but like I mean, he lands a hit on Shredder. Now that that sword is made of rubber because he did nothing. <laughs> he did nothing. Also, he walks into a door earlier on in the film. Just imagine... It just bends back. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that at the end of the scene. You watch this kids movie, and at the end, like Shredder comes on the thing, and Leonardo just shanks him, like proper guts him, and then you're like, oh, that was a kids' film. Yeah, yeah. That's what that sword's for. Because <laughs> uh, Donatello's got a stick. Right, he a does have a stick, but he doesn't need it. He finds with his brain. Numchucks and uh, Donatello was voiced by Corey Feldman. There's not a lot going up there. I, I'm talking about in general. You're allowed to. You're allowed to go to Donatello. Leonardo's no one's favorite. I'm sorry, mate. He's not Raphael. I don't know. I thought low. I thought everyone liked Leonardo. No, I he was the big one. There you go. There's the big talking point. Are you with me that no one likes Leonardo or does everyone like Leonardo? I for think, me, it's Raphael. I, I think. think Raphael. I think growing up, my favorite was Raphael because he had it's the red. Raphael. He had the red color, which I like. Red was a good color. I also, and then I think I moved to Michelangelo. Yeah, so Marshall, big fan of this. He he loved them every time he was played because I had the I had them. I had the shitty stick in my little action figure, mm. mate. Um, it was it was he was always Michelangelo, I was always Raphael, and Leonardo was always absent, inconspicuously. <laughs> it just wasn't there. I don't know. There you go. I don't know. Although <clears throat> you're gonna come on to casting, I assume. I tell you this now. I, I don't know like you like Costa's work that well, but fuck me, I love Casey Jones, and Casey Jones mm. looks fucking mint in this film, like. It suffers from that thing is he looks cool in the mask so the one thing he doesn't do throughout like the entire film except for one and two scenes is wear the mask yeah uh, and I, I, I love Casey Jones I, I do I mean he is he's, he's probably the most relatable character isn't he <laughs> just, just wants to beat this up people with hockey stick hockey, <laughs> hockey stick hockey mask looks more villainous than the foot yep the, the, but that's not that difficult. It's not that difficult, is it? Yeah, who oddly look like turtles with their like masks and stuff. And and I love the fact that it's just like, <clears> shall we let's steal like things that aren't like, should we steal lots of money? No, no, let's steal like person's TV while they're watching it. Well, that, that's <laughs> that, 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 so that's my like, major point about this movie is so what Shredder's goal at the end of this? I've got he, every telly. He wants to open a very small corner shop. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> just gonna sell all these on eBay now. Yeah, he's, that's what he's doing. Like I, the, the business model of Shredder, I I question you know like why he needs this many boom boxes i think <laughs> i was gonna say maybe it's to pay for the sports hall that he must have rented out yeah <laughs> it's like like he must have gone somewhere like, ah, i'd like to i'd like to open this youth center please he's like oh yeah well, what are you paying for i've taken out a small business like how are you gonna pay it back 
have my ways. I've got something cooking. Well, that's the other thing about Shredder. That I, that, and I, I'm, we're going to approach this gently and, and, and conservatively, but dude's hanging around with a lot of kids. He's hanging around that, with a lot of kids. That, that, <laughs> that he also beats. <laughs> there's a scene where he beats a child. Um, yeah, there's only one other adult, and he's not happy with him, is he? He's just... <laughs> Yeah, because he, he doesn't, yeah. He's like, Never just... actually thought about that. I could tell you now, Shredder's a bit of a joke in there. So the thing that I'm always going to compare this to is the cartoon that I adored and I loved. It was great and you had Kang and, and things like that. It was brilliant. But Shredder was kind of a slapstick idiot. Mm. Like, he's genuinely quite terrifying in this film. Like, I forgot, like, when, when, when Shredder gives his speech, he actually looks badass. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you're walking down the street and a guy with that mask came up to you. you you'd be like... Yeah, have my boombox, please. Yeah, <laughs> just take it. I yeah. do. I do love the bit when they like take his cape off, and the actor is clearly struggling to get the cape. Yeah, over that's the side. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's more. But if you've, if you've got shoulder pads made of spikes, it's going to be difficult to wear a cape. <laughs> but he does look badass. I mean, I think I think the takeaway from a lot of these movies of this time, He Man being the most obvious comparison, the baddies looked awesome. Yeah, Skele- give me a movie with Skeletor and Shredder any day, like ruling the world. I'll take it. The universe, take, go, let's have it. I don't watch that. Then let's watch. Let's have a movie with them two go on a, a vigilante mission, killing. They get a time. They get a DeLorean and they go back and they start killing all like heroes. I was gonna go with the opposite. Imagine, imagine a film where they open a bed and breakfast in Vermont. <laughs> with like really troublesome. They're in, a, they're in a retirement community. <laughs> Retirement community with all the nineties and eighties villains. Yeah. Oh my shit. That's what. Although I they do, they're all dead. <laughs> like they all die in their franchises. But that'd be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keeping and in the and the film would be called Keeping on Top of Evil or something, and it'd be just like you, Joe, Joe, everybody, and he'd be like, Oh no, Shredder's up to it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. There's, there's Jason Voorhees in his rocking chair. Oh little bugger. He's, he's pooed himself again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, there's, there's the woman from the mist. Yep. <laughs> just, just mix it up. There she is. Yeah. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd watch that. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a, a, a nice kids, villain. kids villain now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, there's, there's Shredder again sucking on that word of his original. <laughs> Don't choke. <laughs> you kids now. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. Right then. I feel it's gone weird. Marissa Toomey and Nicole Kidman auditioned oh, for the part of April. Didn't get it. Unbelievable. We oh, there's a oh, that's did, sad. Did you get the Daredevil links as well? No. Did you get the comparison? So, so it's it's most closely referenced to Daredevil, and there's there are I don't know if it's uh, just an internet rumor, but the idea that Daredevil is blinded by the same ooze that gives the, the turtles the power. Um, they they're fighting the foot when Daredevil's fighting the, the hand. hand. Um. His Daredevil's mentor is Stick. There's his Splinter. I'm going to tell you right now. That means that what's between a turtle and a man, there's some sort of mongoose. It means there's a mongoose fighting the boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's do you know what? I never even thought that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But genuinely, on oh, me. I'm glad you're back. Esther and Sinchin does this way. But it is interesting, isn't it? Because like, if you compare them, if you compare them as well, you know, one. One one of them has Ben Affleck in it. <laughs> I knew, knew something bad was coming. As soon as you opened your mouth, I was like, "Where's this going?" One, yeah, one, one of them has Ben Affleck in it. One has four people dressed as turtles. Like, give me the turtles any day. <laughs> um, right, I'm gonna go through a bit of the film now. I will. I, I will say we're, we're recording at James's house today. 
Oh. I got yours. Yeah. And uh, I made myself at home. I bought my slippers. You have bought your slippers. And you I know, you're, slippers, you know you're in your mid thirties when you go to your friend's house who lives in, a, in a, you know an hour away in a different city, and you think I'm going to take my slippers because yeah. you know I respect your no shoes rule. So I'd bring my slippers. For record, I've got a no no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you can wear shoes, but fine, mate. I've got slippers. We, we've 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 you know we've we've had lunch. We've had a nice yeah. day. I will say though, fuck you, Sheffield. When I got out of the car. Big gust of wind took away one of my pages. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I haven't got the last, I haven't got the last page. <laughs> so very clearly, very clearly through this, I'm going to get to a point and then go, and then the film ends. <laughs> I'm going to want the dog to find your random last page. I know, someone, someone in Sheffield is going to find a page of notes on the night. Leonardo lands blow. <laughs> So, as we've already talked about, the film was directed by Steve Barron, who was a music video director predominantly, but did do Coneheads and Mike Bassett's England manager. Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the worst filmography. <laughs> um, he was fired during the movie as well. Jeez. Fired at the end, yeah, just before they finished it. They, apparently there is, or there's rumours there may be a Barron cut out there somewhere, but the producers, <laughs> where they asked for the cut, didn't like what they were seeing, said it was too dark. Like I said, making those references to Batman, which was playing in the cinema at the at time the they were time. making it. Um, you know, and the f- the thing about the film is as well, it's family friendly. It's the kind of film where the violence, no one gets hurt. Yeah, there's a lot of movement, a lot of action, a lot of like you know, fifty, uh, you know, ninjas kind of like attacking four turtles. No one gets hurt in it, but it is shot like it's a dark, gritty, grimy movie, like The Crow as well. You know, and and so visually it's a bit of a it's a bit of a I suppose oxymoron in that respect in that respect sorry um, I think what the film also likes just jumping the gun a bit is it doesn't really have a purpose other than the point of the movie is can they work together yeah it's not an origin film you know it's not a, it, they're not overcoming the monster because at the end of the day like like Splinter does the artwork at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the film, the purpose of the film is can these four with different personalities, but it's not. But it's also not a coming of age movie. So it kind of is resolve of any purpose other than oh, it's incredibly successful in the animated world. Let's turn it into a film. And I think that does. And I'm not. I'm not trying to overanalyze the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but it, I think watching it as an adult, certainly fifteen to twenty years since the last time I watched it. There is that gap where I remember watching it, an hour and thirty. I salute you for that. Yeah, that was a godsend. But I did watch it thinking it's void of any like. Well, what is the what is the point of this? Other than can these four people work together? What I love about it is there's a lack of urgency, and there's it's a point that will definitely come up when we're, we're talking a bit more in detail. It's it's when anything like spoilers coming up. Splinter gets taken. Oh god, yeah. And it turns out that the teenage mutant ninja turtles really couldn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're perfectly happy going to April O'Neil's house and watching TV. Oh. And whilst Raphael is quite clearly trying to have sex with this woman, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit weird. Again, how was the duck? <laughs> Uh, so the film starts it's a busy city people going about their day above ground crime is on the rise young kids behind the crime something more sinister and organised 80s guitar kicks in a shady warehouse Burger King product placement very early on in this movie as well and then April O'Neil who are you going to call reference to Ghostbusters I mean just throw them all out there just throw them in there you know we are in the 80s in terms of when this film was made (laughs) April O'Neil setting the scene. No help from City Hall. Who's gonna Who's gonna save the day, James? Uh, yeah, I, I, I loved. I loved. I, I set it up. 
there's news reporters. It's like, oh my god, cats and dogs living together. It's the end of the world. Mm. You see an old lady. She's out on the front porch. She's watching TV. She turns around to, I assume, get a pie. Because, you know, she's lovely. Turns around. That TV's gone. Mm. And there's all these kids heading to one van. <laughs> I love that. And and who's in the van? A master ninja. Because <laughs> that one will stand out in the streets of New York. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, it does set the scene, doesn't it? That, like, New York kind of grimy... Um, the shit like, New York. Not yeah. the new one that you've come to learn in the, in the, in the 2020s. It, in the 90s... It was a it was a lawless hellhole that no one wanted to go to. Yeah, just full of hookers and blow. Yeah, <laughs> and, and turtles. Apparently. And turtles, and, and and that newspaper that just floats mm, away. Steam drains. Steam drains. Uh, April O'Neil wearing her iconic yellow, but this time in raincoat format instead of the jumpsuit. She runs into trouble. Thief stealing TVs, make a grab for her watch, smash lights out, flying dagger, darkness, kung fu, faceless heroes. <laughs> Close by, a storm drain. Eyes peek through. If you were a kid, you were like watching this in the cinema. You would have lost your shit. I would have lost my shit. I mean, I was free when this film came out, so this is, I didn't see it in the cinema. But you would have lost your shit when you're like, "Oh my god!" I'm already amped. The turtles are there. My favourite bit is coming up though. Far <laughs> out, awesome, major league butt kicking, dude, <laughs> righteous, bossa nova. Yeah, they're quite irritating, really. It is really irritating. That. <laughs> Obviously, written by a forty-year-old man that has no idea how children speak or teenagers. Like, yeah, they yeah. say, they say. Come at me, bro. <laughs> it's straight from like California surfers. Yes, but in New York. I mean, they, they, yeah. They, I like the beginning bit. I like. I think it's smart. I think what they should have done is, for as long as possible, not reveal the turtles. Yes. But obviously, that doesn't sell movies, and it doesn't please like little children that go to watch the turtles. You want more. But I think if you're gonna try to sell the illusion and the belief that this is that this is any shred of reality, <laughs> I would have kept the turtles in the dark a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot longer make him get through at least half the film then just from it and it's too late you already invested <laughs> I see what one thing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was responsible for me though was believing that underground there were these huge chambers and that you could live down there you know what I mean always I'm, running, kid, I'm running away where you go I'm going to live in the sewers on, underground it looks like there's loads of you know like <laughs> <laughs> loads of space down there like there was always the connecting pipe that had water in it that you had yeah. to splash through yeah. but then it always came out into to, like, a giant a place yeah, yeah. which weirdly had segments where you could like oh that's the kitchen area yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's where no. I get the pizza from <laughs> no bathroom area though suspicious no. but then uh, you know it, and, uh, it, it, interestingly France has a very good uh, sewer system ooh uh, there you go there so, you go said in France more belief in Paris in particular they have uh, the exact same underground as, as above ground and the only reason I know that is because of I think it's the movie 28 weeks later where they use it to navigate the city ooh it's, um, anyway moving on bougie it's pizza eating crime fighting kung fu heroes the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Splinter Master Chief Boss Man Rajal Ghoul of the of the Batman world wet yeah, <laughs> like, like he, um, he don't look. I know he doesn't look at his prime, does he? <laughs> he, he looks fucking ill. I think the sewers don't have conditioner. <laughs> yeah, good skin presume. <laughs> he look. He looks. To be fair, he looks like a six foot rat. <laughs> he, he, looks, <laughs> exactly he, looks he looks like, like a rat who's been living underground for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> who's sick of that? He's like he's really, he's like risen up for teenagers. You're like bless him. 
I love the fact as well he's quite clearly the divorced dad who doesn't get like here's money for Peter fuck off I like this as well the only bit of character building you're going to get because this relies heavily on you knowing who the turtles are and what their personalities are because they do this scene where one of them orders a pizza one of them meditates one of them dances it's like it's like we just have to establish their roles yeah. their, 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 their attributes you know their kind of personalities I was really worried we wouldn't see the, my favourite thing from the animated series though is that like they're quite clearly a turtle put on a trench coat and a hat and go to the movies I fucking love that bit Ravel's like I'm just gonna, gonna go catch an all You, I know he went to an adult film as well he definitely did <laughs> yeah. he's like they, they saw the trench coat he's like he's got he's gonna go there Raphael goes out to the movies wearing a trench coat 10 out of 10 disguise I wonder if, do you think it works <laughs> We said, if you're a turtle out there, we'd love to know how you get about the sea during the day. I love it. I yeah. love it so much. The only downside is I'm fairly certain in the animated series as well, they have, they have like really fake looking human masks that mm. they sometimes wear. If I'd seen one of them, I'd have lost it, mate. We see the Domino's pizza scene. Didn't realise how... I'm sorry, but that's a dick move as well. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before, I've said it again. It's not like, I'm sorry, but nowadays you order pizza... They ask for your postcode and your address. Mm. Stick in Google Maps and you can get there straight away. This is what they said. Oh, go walk down 9th Street, mm. yeah, put your pizza in a drain. <laughs> that man's gone... Which fucking drain? Which drain? The third... Third one from yeah. where? Give me some reference points. Yeah, I mean, obviously Raphael took the one disguise they had. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't go above ground with the trench coat and be like, yeah, pizza, yes, yeah, me. <laughs> it's only one trench coat. The other three are covered in cheese. <laughs> Quite clearly on a street as well where, like, everything on that street screams like back alley of Batman. <laughs> like, where's that mirror alley or whatever? You, you can see in the background, you see his parents get shot. <laughs> oh, I don't deliver pieces down here. This rich guy just got shot. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is the bit as well where you're like, Raphael is clearly 30 years old, isn't he? Like, it, just as he's walking around. I, I just, I remember watching it this week thinking, the teenager bit is really gone, really gone. Uh, Casey Jones with a hockey stick, vigilante, doesn't notice a giant turtle with a trench coat, so eyesight not bang on. <laughs> or, great disguise. What do, you, what do you think of the actual, the turtle, not the trench coat, but the actual turtles, like the look, the Jim Henson design? So, this is controversial. I don't mind them. I like and it, I yeah. don't want to compare them to nowadays, because that's not what this episode's about, but I'd much rather see a physical suit than the CGI monster fest that we saw. I thought it was pretty... I loved it, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine better. So, I, I my, my thing with the... The CGI turtles, which I know we said we're not going to do now, but those, the problem because they were Michael Bay produced, and it, the you know, the Michael Bay does that thing, and I think I talked about it in the Michael Bay episode where because he does a lot of filming with drones and he does a lot with um, kind of the gimbal kind of uh, yeah. crane arms and stuff like that, you'll get an action sequence where the camera you know goes under someone's leg, up, round, over the top of them, and because that's not POV. You never feel invest. You you you're outside of the movie. You're watching a spectacle, whereas you're right. I suppose someone in a suit or even an an uh, animation in put into a live action film, you still watch the film from a POV perspective, which makes it more, I suppose, realistic. Do you know what I mean? Or, or if a horror movie, you spend the whole film going around, you know, on a on a camera crane, you know, going under someone's legs, up over the top of them, round three sixty. Unless that was, unless it was a film trying to give you the impression that you were a ghost, or like some sort of snake or something, yeah, yeah. or a presence, it, it takes you out of the the environment. It takes you out of the landscape that it's trying to film. So, 
I, I'm not against the CGI turtles thing. I've, I just think it was in the wrong hands when they did it. Yeah. Because I, I haven't seen it, but by all accounts, the an, the fully animated one done by the studio that's done the um, the Spider-Man movies um, apparently is, is apparently incredible. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and a visual, like just artistically fantastic. I like people in suits because we won't get that again. So yeah. I, we need to cherish it. We need to value it. And we need to, you know, I'll show my kids it one day and be like, yeah, we did believe that there were people in them suits. How ridiculous. Or go, or if you're going to do it, go the route of like a Doug Jones, like fully committed to the yeah, latex. Yeah, of. I mean, he is a, he is a, you know, a, a shining example Don't, of how you can just morph your body into so many things. I was say, he's more of a, I've, I actually been talking about Doug Jones with Esther, and I think he's more of a, I genuinely think he's more of a performance artist than he is an actor, mm. because he does things that actors can't do. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like there are great actors that look at Doug Jones and think, fuck. Mm. <clears throat> Although yeah. with him. Um, I mean, that, yeah. is, that is proper acting. That is, yeah. that is proper chameleon like skills of being to adapt and change your body and your shape you know I think hats off to him you know I think he's very rich Andy Serkis does the same I was literally thinking do I mention Andy Serkis but then I was thinking like, do you remember when he did Gollum then after that he was like he's going to be King Kong mm. he really didn't need to be King Kong but then he was like apes in Planet of the Apes and that's why he didn't need thing. to do any of that stuff he's like yeah you did a good job as Gollum don't get typecast and luckily he has broken that mold now and he's a really good director and yeah. so, so that's why I was like don't mention him Wait, um, can you imagine how great this would have been with Doctor <laughs> And Andy Played Circus all four already. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because yeah. it was the 90s. Um, apparently, New York City is Mega City 1 as well. Because the crime rate is... It, it, it's like... like they, they make New York. And it wasn't shot in New York. But only like two or three scenes were shot in New York. Um, <laughs> but it did make it out like New York was like Mega City 1 crash with Delta City. It? It's yes. like, just like the worst place you'd ever want to live. Um there's obviously the altercation between Casey Jones and, and Raphael, which is a bit odd. That scene as well, the stuntman in the suit broke his nose. So in the scene where he gets thrown into the trash can, yeah. when you see him, he even though he falls backwards into it, he gets up holding his face. It's because the animatronic crushed, oh, in, crushed in, broke his nose. Yeah, and uh, I, was, I, <clears throat> I love Casey Jones. I think this was a weak opening for him. Like he's, he's one line in, he's throwing stuff. Also, is it wise in a, in a franchise that we're all desperate to see on the big screen? You've been, you're a rabid little kid. You're going to see him on big. T- kind of get bitched out, Raphael, who's supposed to be the artist one. Yeah, that's, but that's that's a proper like that's a me teenage response. When I first saw that, I was like, "What did Raphael do him? <laughs> just smush his face, stand well, on his." But also, what was Raphael going to do? Like, he's going to shank a man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand what he does. I do. I don't understand with the swords with Leonardo. It's like, how has he not butchered everyone? Yeah, like, like when he, he comes home dripping in blood. It's like, what that. have you done? It's like you gave me two swords as weapons. Like the stick <laughs> is fine. You can keep him at bay. Michelangelo, you can knock a fucker out, right? Like, but but, but you, know, you give me two giant swords, bitch is gonna die. <laughs> Leonardo, comes that's up. why I'm the leader. <laughs> he comes out, sits down quietly. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything happened? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Just at the library. Just, uh, just, just at the library. Yeah. Oh, someone's tracked muddy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just gonna take the car. Don't, 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 don't. There's, there's seven heads in the boot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't, don't. Let me find my trench coat. No, I've just done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you can't wait. Where's that pizza? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> the mechanics of the film work because you've got to separate the four of them because it's too busy when they're all there. Yes. So to separate Raphael and then it becomes a bit of a. I suppose the only the only one who goes on a journey is Raphael. He's, oh, it is. There's literally a scene where he has an argument. I know you get into it with Leonardo and the two characters sit in the background and eat pizza. Yeah. But but we got to have equals. You got to have them in the film more so they just. 
multiple faces at each other. <laughs> yeah, oh, this whole training montage in the farmhouse later on, and they were like, yeah. with two of them just don't speak for, <laughs> for like 10 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's, uh, I, I like that. I think to make the film work, you can't have all four of them together for too long because they're just like, brodacious awesome dude and it's like it's like it, it grates very quickly um so it's best to take the 40 year old up <laughs> yeah um the foot clan introduced not the hands because marvel would sue the hell out of him uh not the best villains i think kids again, um, you gotta remember that that is leonardo swinging the sword at a bunch of kids <laughs> <laughs> Before, yeah. because obviously in in the cartoons again they're just knobheads in purple hoods like mm. that they, they are so non-threatening yeah. oh no th- this is this is this is young kids without strong role models they're being blindsided by the by the dark side of the foot but yes it's, it's getting it's the un- in the fucking face the underside of the foot <laughs> can you imagine this is a series <laughs> the underside of the foot it's the dirty yeah. side of the foot yeah you see, you can imagine the scene where like they, they knock one out they pull it back and fuck he's 11 <laughs> like, he takes a numb to the jaw it's, it's like that they put him on it's, a, it's a fucking 10 year old <laughs> I tell you what would be really good do you know who I haven't heard from in a while <coughs> one of my favourite underrated actors of all time I wonder how he got a star what, what film do you think Sam, Sam Rockwell was going to randomly show up in I, I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe I, it I, I, also I, Pretty good. <laughs> and I tell you what, we've done 270 episodes of this podcast nearly. I can't believe we've never we had we didn't we've we've thrown some nuggets and information out there. Yeah. But that and Corey Fieldman voicing Donatello, it's I can't been... believe we've got this far <laughs> and not mentioned that. Yeah, it was it was a shocking disease. He's, he's, he's barking out audiences uh, orders to Danny. Danny, mm. one of the worst characters in fucking film history. But it's um uh, also in terms of Corey Fieldman's career, it's one of the most profitable films he's been involved in. Jesus Christ! And, it, and he thought it was a straight-to-video. I think he got paid a thousand dollars to do the voice because he thought it was a straight-to-video. Like, oh yeah, some people might see it. Jesus Christ! And then he made two hundred, two hundred and two million at the box office or whatever. Yeah, is that? Oh, can, can I get some of that royalty? <laughs> no, I was integral to the storyline. I played Donatello. Which one? The purple one. What did you do? Oh. I had the stick. <laughs> did you use it? No. <laughs> yeah. Are you the cool one who spun on his back and took out? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Um, something similar has happened in Japan going back to the storyline the, the clan stealing VCR stealing <laughs> TVs taking technology in boom boxes it's it's mental is it like like that idea that they were just like alright oh, we'll, we'll go to America now like, like they could show up anywhere there's no useless bit of electronical equipment let's say mm. there is a um, there there is a comically genius bit where you know, obviously, violence isn't isn't ever you know something you should laugh at, especially violence to women. But there is a bit where one of the ninjas just like, it's like, like the head ninja, like is like deliver a message, bang, slaps the hero. He's like, now, like, it's like Jesus Christ! Like, who, who wrote this film? The script is bad. O'Neill in a subway, hand coming, swinging. Raphael saves the day because he's obviously gone off to watch the movie. He's been distracted by the, the fight with Casey Jones. Literally broken his nose. Comes back, saves the day, takes April down into the sewer. Knows how to treat a lady. Like it's like the weird Phantom of the Opera, but like really, he 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 followed her. <laughs> he In followed a her coat. and waited for her to be attacked <laughs> so he could be the hero. Yeah, yeah. Raphael's got issues. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now. Uh, back in the turtles' lair, followed by a foot ninja as well. It, 
And I'm going to tell you this, they never get their props. They, they, the, the actual gang work quite well in this film. They mm. actually do what they were supposed to do. They have two missions early on, spoilers, is find the lair. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't know the lair was going to be there, so, so the second option was, if there's a rat in charge, grab it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Ava wakes up and freaks out like you would if there's a giant talking fucking rat. <laughs> I feel like she could have freaked out more. She, she, I know she freaks out originally, but mm. but sells in quite quickly. So this is the bit where Splinter is like, "Oh yeah, they're 15 and, and I'm gonna keep going back to it. Raphael, like 15, <laughs> 15 via thirty-five. Um, lovely Splinter flashback. Like I say, talk shot in the Super Eight film, Jim's radioactive boss. material, the ooze. The manifest is Splinter getting smarter. Named the turtles after his favourite painters and artists. It's weird that the rats got favourite. That's what rats do. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I really like the reconnaissance area. <laughs> Renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> Back to April's place for pizza and impressions. <laughs> the film's all over the place. To be it's honest. like the fucking nineties notebook in it. It's a love. Story. It's a love story for all. I, I yeah. I, I mean. I, I did like I did, if you look at the acts and you look at where they go in it because the film that's the other thing with this film it's amazing it doesn't go anywhere like, <laughs> like it starts in, it starts like in one place sewers above ground back to the sewers back to April's place April's place burns down to a farmhouse <laughs> back to Splinter's Lair yeah. to a rooftop done I love that they go back to Splinter's Lair like, like, like they go oh we've not been here for like a day or two I just they feel, won't look for his lair again <laughs> I just feel like it needed like the fight at the Empire State Building do you know what I mean or it yeah. needed the fight at the Statue of Liberty. I was going to say something. Randomly go somewhere else. Be like, oh, like an X Men one. <laughs> just just at the end yes. of the movie. Let's go to the Statue of Liberty. Why? Don't question it. Because it'll have the greatest reach if we do it here. That was an point, island in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah never actually thought about that. If you've done it in the centre, a lot better. Yeah. Hey, but remember, remember what happens if a toe gets hit by a lightning? <laughs> Same thing as everything else. Great critical score. <laughs> oh. God, I mean, she says that, but she like like. Let's be honest, Halle Berry like made so much. She don't give a shit. She, she might be laughing stuff, but she's like, she swats, she swats us away with millions of pounds. Yeah. Like, get out of my way, peasant. How do you sleep? Thing. How do you sleep at night with a lot of money? <laughs> Easily. Oh, um, back to April's place for pizza impressions. Meanwhile, this is when we see um. The, this is when we start seeing cutaways to Shredder. Shredder's badass. And the reveal. Oh, he's badass. He is badass. He does look cool. When he comes down in that like lift thing, and like he's got like the red underlay, the cloak, the silver helmet, the spikes, the chains, the voice. Yeah. He's very intimidating. I I was like, this is this is badass. This is not what I was expecting. This is Shredder. I would like a bit more of him, actually, in this film. That's what he's lacking. Yeah. He, he does. I remember seeing as a kid being very disappointed because Shredder was, Shredder's my favourite character. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is when uh, Splinter's then attacked. So when the four turtles are away at April's place having pizza, um, Shredder is attacked by the clan who found the lair. Um, and then April is taken off the crime story case because the, the, the corrupt police are uh, involved. Yeah, that's a weird scene. <clears throat> so she, she knows, she's got a nose for it. She's like, you don't do anything. And so his response is to arrest her. And no one thinks that's... You know, it's almost as if she works for a newspaper organisation but you fucking up in arms about this. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, but, is, I like in these films as well whenever it's a kids film like this they always think of these like legendary backstories like you yeah, know that's the reporter that single handedly exposed like some politician and it's like and now look at them <laughs> like, no one believes them shit. about the four giant tills <laughs> but then her boss you've got to get Danny the knobhead somehow involved in this story mm. and it's because his dad doesn't listen 
Yeah. So so we stopped. That's the that's the so, film. So we stole boom, film, James. We stole boom boxes. That's the film. It's the absentee of role model figures for young impressionable like teenagers. The only way they could have made this better is if his dad was the father of all the other children that John Ford <laughs> <laughs> It's like the world shit his dad. <laughs> he just wants to listen to his music but no one understands him. Is he got he's got a rock album shirt on, hasn't he? Before they were cool as well. Yeah, the Sid Vicious t-shirt. Sid Vicious t-shirt. That's I think he's wearing Sid Vicious t-shirts every time he goes on it. See, it doesn't. Society doesn't understand him, so he's going to join up with a gang from Japan, which is just a weird sentence. And fine, but then he's going to learn his lesson, and then have secret audiences with a rat that's chained up, and he never's like. I'll help you down. No, he goes there for story time. <laughs> Which is never I mean, like... Would. If like, there was a giant six-foot rat telling stories, James, I would listen. Yeah, but it's really funny that the guards are like, oh, yeah, let Daddy in. Who's Daddy? Oh, no, me. <laughs> just like, what's he doing in there? We're just telling him stories. Like, leave him be. I do, I do <laughs> like that scene where you see Flinders Lair and you're like... Uh, Shredder's Lair, sorry. You see all like the stolen stuff. And they're playing ping pong in the yeah. pool. And you're like, and and you're like, like yeah, crime does pay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a bit of that crime, I'll be honest. Like, they're playing like, like really cool arcade games. And like they're all, they're not at school. They've got no rules. It's, it's like the greatest youth centre ever. It is weird that is essentially the plot of Pinocchio. It's like, you can do whatever you want here, boys. Have cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I love, it's water worlds. Weirdly, weirdly, Shredder is like the great, the best role model in this. Other than, yeah. other than a diseased rat. <laughs> That's, it's between the rat and the bad guy. They're the, they're the role models. See, I was teetering on, on Shredder being a nonce, but now I'm thinking, maybe he's a father figure. Maybe he's the best father figure. So, what was your plan? Did he work well in Japan? Got a great yeah. outreach program? The, the, the plan is that we don't spend enough time with our kids. Mm. And if they're, you all, do... they're all hooked on cigarettes, but other than that... If you do spend time with your kids, then, you know, side business. But also... Um, this bit is for me and I actually stopped the film to send you a fucking I was pissing myself it was like one in the morning when I was watching this film and there's a bit where in April's place April's boss comes to and and Danny the boy the son comes to to check on April because she's missed work she was attacked she's been told to leave the case alone concentrate on other news stories so there's four gigantic turtles in her apartment and it's the point where no but don't forget they're ninjas they so are ninjas they all disappear <laughs> into the shadows so the scene where he looks at one until the boy clearly sees them but there's a bit there's a bit where she's like yeah you guys need to hide and they've all gone and you're like oh god they've just... one, of them, one of them's hiding in the bathroom and he, and he opens the bathroom he's not there it's the fact but, but, is... weirdly, but weirdly that guy storms into a room is like what's going on here who's in your shower <laughs> it's just like alright fucking <laughs> It's the fact that Daddy looks in the mirror and sees one of them under the table. <laughs> so and it looks like laughing yeah. my ass off. Like, you... turns around, it's just a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want the VSC where like they'll leave and then they'll just come out of like, oh, they blended in the camouflage. You know, they did. You know, they were right there hiding in plain sight. Literally, he's under a table, and he might as well have just gone. Shh. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I believe I that scene's going to come back and, and hurt him though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they should have got the Oscar that bit. Is it, is it, I feel like I feel like it didn't work because Danny also knows the answer later. Oh, cut, cut again to that that kid's pl- uh, place, that hangout. No rules, games, skateboards, cigarettes, sodas. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, honestly, Shred is a bit of a nonce. But I'll be honest, <laughs> I, I was teetering. Actually, maybe he is a really good like youth centre leader. But then, <laughs> but then it literally, Master Tetsu, who's a henchman, beats the shit out of child. You're like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> totally, this to, is all to over. Be fair, it, though. Because what um, I love about this as well, you've got to remember the villains don't know that there's Teenage Ninja Mutant Tales or a giant rat. Mm. They don't know that. 
you know, they, they know that someone's foiling their plans, but it's never considered to them that there might be some sort of ooze <laughs> that's done this. I think he takes it quite well, if I'm honest. Um, what's the end game? I've already talked about this. I, I don't know what Shredder's business model is in, in thinking, I'm just going to get all these giant TVs and all these giant v, VHS players and hold New York Ransom. Mm, because, I, don't, I don't know because without a lack of boombox music they'll all go mental is it, is it that ninjas need Walkmans <laughs> I, I think the idea is that he's creating an army and mm. he's getting the army on side by giving them everything he wants I don't know why but bribing him he, he wants giving them what they want by them going and stealing it yes and then, and then giving them the things <laughs> that, that they've they stolen <laughs> and given to him it's a pyramid scheme <laughs> it is a pyramid scheme you bring me ten TVs <laughs> yeah, and then and, and then, you get five of your mates you five of ten TVs. you ten TVs and you can have five of them back <laughs> um, maybe he's trying to establish a new currency it's just TVs but my favourite thing about him though and you're right he's not got a plan but when he finds out that there's, like, well, I'm not joking when I said that. It's like, when he does find out it's a turtle and a rat that are basically undermining his plan, he's like, right, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, like, oh my God, what do you mean? He's mm-hmm. like, let's deal with it. <laughs> it's immediately, it's like, it's like, I know that rat. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly which Wait, fucking rat it is. <laughs> what what colour eyes has that rat got? Brown. I know him. Yeah, I fucking know him. <laughs> I've fucking dealt with this kind before. Yeah. Them, them turtles, mate, I know, I know what their plan is. I know, I know where they've learned, right, this is what we do. No hanging about. No, like, as soon as Danny goes, I know where I'm fucking right. This is the plan. Go get me that giant rat. Go get me that rat. His name is Splinter. I fucking know it. We'll lock him up. Don't kill him. Story time. <laughs> we'll go long back. <laughs> and then what we'll do is we'll check out the lair. Wait two days. Leave. <laughs> we used to. We used to. We used to run a gym together. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you screwed me over, mate. Yeah. He ran off with the till money. <laughs> So that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you just do we bring boxes. I do like I do like this feeling as well. Like the turtles like fall out, and Raphael's like I'm going, and he goes to the roof of April's apartment. Yes, he does, and I'm glad you brought this up because it's it. What happens next is lucky. So he goes to the roof. It now links back to Casey Jones, who is on a roof. Well, why is he on a roof? With binoculars. <laughs> just, oh, he's just, he's just got binoculars. Because he's like. looking for crime, not <laughs> people's windows. Crime, crime that specifically happens on rooftops. <laughs> so, yeah. He's just like, right, I've done a burglary. I need a helicopter. <laughs> he, see, he sees some crime. He's like, oi, stay there. <laughs> what building you? I'm coming. But, like... He's clearly looking at <laughs> women. He's just something that's stop it. You got a big yeah, stick. I can see you. He's just got a massive stick. Like, Oi, pack it in. No, like, so if you saw Casey Jones with some binoculars and a police radio. Yeah. Like, just ears over the radio, it's like a police like we've got reports of someone looking through looking through windows with blockers. Where is he? Where is he? And the best thing is he looks out and he sees Raphael. He's like, hold on, that's, that's that giant tail that kicks you out. <laughs> what love, what, what is the trench coat? What, what I love is, he's like, he's like, he's like fuck it, round two. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, is that right? We're fucking having it. This is what I like. This is what I like. It's because obviously the only reason Casey won first time is one, Raphael wasn't taking it seriously. He, 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 like, didn't, he didn't know, did he? He's like, oh, who's this with the mask? And then he gets like shanked in the face. <laughs> Raphael clearly is like that'll never happen again because he's practicing his cartwheels on the roof. Which I love that scene. Like, just, what's that giant turtle doing? Cartwheels. Do you know why? Because he saw McCready and the thing was like, you never know when a fucking roll. You need them gymnastics. You need them gymnastics. Um, I really wish this bit as well though. It went for like an emo face. You know, like when Tobey Maguire went like Dark Spider Man. One of my favourite things. And in he's the world like ever. clicking and he goes to the jazz bar and he's like, yeah. 
Because that's what you would do. I really wanted Raphael to go through that phase at this point. <laughs> He's like, the outcast. Somehow, somehow trying to click his like me club fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he's, he's got he's got at least three digits he has he's got done. three digits um, he's only yeah, spotted then he's ambushed by the foot ninjas oh no foot army because soldiers because they know the turtles somehow they know where April lives they've connected the two together I'm telling you make Shredder he's got plans hmm yeah I don't know oh, it's because Danny isn't it Danny oh, told Dan, him Danny saw him yeah that's it Danny, oh, yes. Danny that's oh, what yeah. I mean my Benedict Arnold mate there you go historical reference 100 on 1 versus Raphael who puts up a good fight he does he puts up a good fight until he is kicked through the window yeah, yeah. through but the skylight love a bit of glass in this don't they it's like Terminator 2 where it's like with the Terminator's literally sent back in time to exterminate glass he mm. <laughs> throws everyone through glass I'll be honest as a kid watching this I was probably 6-7 years old when I watched it the first time sad. I felt sad for Raphael at this yeah, point you do. You I don't knew he had a hard shell but I'm still concerned for that little turtle. I think he was a hero in a hard shell. Mm. I, I believed in some sort of turtle power. I did, but not in this bit, where he's getting absolutely mullered by the 100-foot clan. Yeah, it's, it's it's nice to see a bit of efficiency. Mm. Mm. I hope something doesn't happen that turns the tide, though. Because, you know, 101 against one is easy. Yeah. 101 versus two. Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened. I think there was meant to be like 101 that day, but one of them called in sick. Like, I've, I've got athlete's foot. <laughs> no, you, you can't be in the foot clan. If you've got athlete's foot. I've got, I've got tonight. What do you mean? What, all we've done is, like, you've bought so many fucking boom boxes. So it's like, I've, fucking, I've got bleeding from my fucking ears. It's like, look, you did turn up last week when we robbed the old people's home because you had an ingrown toenail. <laughs> all right? If you're going to be in this group, you've got to be in it. Why, why, why aren't you coming with us? I've got a split it. But I remember as a kid being upset about this scene. Like, Should I was be. Like, Raphael it's actually quite brutal. Just thrown through the window. Um... Then we get like the proper like the proper fight. Yeah. You know, where nunchucks come out, the sticks come out, the swords come out. April's place gets obliterated. Yeah, it does. There's like trap doors <laughs> to get out. She has a panic room apparently. They also in that tiny the, in a new it was New York in the nights so that you could afford these things. <laughs> so. They also go to like a museum at some point because they go in a room full of relics. Then it all gets set on fire. There's just a lot going on in, in April's apartment. I've got a lot of questions, but it got burned down, so I'm never gonna find the answers. <laughs> sounds like she was a fucking thief. <laughs> sounds like yeah. like, yeah, I'll go cover this story. She fucking catwoman, mate. Yeah. Kleptomaniac. Yeah. It takes one to no one. That's why she was on the case. <gasps> But um, she, she wanted in on the boombox. This is the this is the bit though where like as a kid you just loved it because like one of them spinning on the shell and you yeah. know like Leo is like trying to take heads even though they are kids that he's fighting. But it is it is it is like it is everything you want in a kung fu movie. You know like a hundred villains coming pouring in through doors, windows, and ceilings as they all fight off and you know like I say nunchucks come out and it's, it is what it is. It's it's it's, it's John Wick if he was a turtle. <laughs> And right. four. It's the same yeah, film, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. I remember when I watched the the newest John Wick, and I thought it's missing the tail. This movie, <laughs> it has everything else. <laughs> um, Casey joins the fight. Fire blades, symbols. One of them picks up two symbols. I didn't know April was a musician. No, no, yeah. We've learned how much she mm. robs graves. <laughs> she, she's a drummist. She has a trap door in her apartment, which is convenient. But I don't understand. Does, did she install these things in what I assume is a rented apartment, or did she pay extra for them? Well, like just like I, I have the secret vault. What about the trap doors? She, you know, because someone lives beneath you because it's an apartment. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, she clearly knows that uh, ninjas can't open trap doors because the moment they go through it, all the ninjas are like, oh, we, we can't possibly go through there. <laughs> like the, to be fair, she did say no boxes. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 you know, they're, they're on, on a, a bound. What is that what you know, Uh Yeah. 
No, well, no. I've got a tiny bit more. <laughs> no, I've seen it. Yeah. And then I like, they're still in the rack. Everyone's <laughs> place gets burned down. Yep. Shredder, uh, it, it, uh, Shredder is uh, Pimp Slap Splinter. Yeah. Again, another sad scene. I remember as a kid being like, oh, don't do it with that. Don't do that it to was, the rack. It was weird seeing Splinter win. No, sorry. It was weird seeing Shredder in a position where he... What was really good, though, is you know he must royally fuck up to lose. Mm. <laughs> like, he has won everything. He's a competent Splinter. Fuck's sake. He's a competent Shredder. He's got Splinter exactly what he needs him. But the one thing he didn't count on, you see, because he's an ultra ninja master, who we find out killed Splinter's master, mm. thus creating the vengeful rat that would bring down his own downfall. Yeah. Never forget that. Pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what this teaches us. But it's, it's the one thing he was like, right, I'm a better ninja than you. I'm a better fighter than you, Splinter. But the one thing he, he never was, he was never a good storyteller. Yeah. And he never realised that Danny didn't want an abusive father figure. <laughs> he wanted someone <laughs> to tell him stories. Yeah. But in a really weird, grainy, that give you kind of like the film Seven flashback. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I genuinely was watching that. When he tells the story about how they were developed, I genuinely thought they were getting tortured. Split is like, I tell you about the town, what's a nam? He's got stories for days, mate. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this this bit is... Any, any shred of uh, decency Shredder had is, is gone the moment he pimp slaps the rat. Yeah. And I just wish there was a slow-motion blood scene. Like, like a Rocky movie. I, th- I think there's personal... I reckon Splinter's Leopard as well. <laughs> there's more to it, though. There's more, there's there's more to it. When, when they ran a gym together, James, I'm telling you, something went down. He's Leopard as well. He definitely... The turtles are his. <laughs> Splinter's cuckolded him and raised them as his own. There's the... Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Casey and April lay low. They go to the rundown safe house. Probably where I would have gone first. Yeah. Um, off the grid. Raphael uh, has a bath. It's yeah. quite nice. I like that scene. <laughs> I don't know if he might cook. He wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that water's too hot. Turtle soup. Turtle soup. <laughs> um, that's the bit where Leo and Raphael kind of break up, uh, make up, which is... Weird, because at that point I was like, oh yeah, that storyline's happening. <laughs> they they like, don't like you, so he doesn't respect him. D- yeah, well, again, Ra- Raphael's going on the, the arc. He's going on the journey of this movie. Come he's on. developing as a person. My thing about Leonardo is that he says he's the leader. You, and someone who is a leader, mate. Mm. You don't you don't accept leadership. You don't take leadership. You accept it. It's given to you. Mm. Leonardo's running around like he's the fucking dog's boss. I'd much rather have anyone of the other three leaders. I don't like Leonardo. He's a bitch. I can't believe Rev. Honestly, the only I'm thing I'm just... saying is he's got he's quite clearly got the best weapons, but he's never allowed to use them. That's how useless he is. He has the right the film. If he'd actually used his weapons, would have been over in the first act when he went out and chopped Casey Jones's head yeah. off and left it as a warning to all the criminals in the park. And then and then Shreddy be like, "Do you know what, mate? Let's go do Cincinnati. <laughs> Let's move on." I do like how next you get a training montage as well because you need straight it straight out of the Rocky playbook. Despite the fact that the last time we saw them, they won their fight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Raphael's got to rehabilitate, hasn't he? Yes. The, you know, there's the meditation, there's the kind of them get bonding. It's a bonding scene. It's a scene. bonding scene. Because that's what this is all about. It's about they have to be able to work together. And what unites them... To free is, the rat. Is to free the six-foot rat. <laughs> why don't it's Why don't spend a two-foot... We know stories about rats. Arm. Two for his arm. Arm. If it was a real rat... <laughs> if it was a legend that they had, like, here he is, he would <laughs> took that arm off quickly. <laughs> fucking come back and just his fucking mutilated lips <laughs> <laughs> and he's written in his own blood story time, bitch. <laughs> but he's took his arms. Because he's still his own nose, mate. He dabs his nose. He's like, no, I'm still with that. Because that's the question. How did he do it? He's like, 
used his own tongue. <laughs> like, split his fucking, like, definitely off the chain, split Yeah, split it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck it, I'm now with him if he chewed through his own fucking arm. Like a coyote in a trap. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> Just go back and he's like, he's, 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 he's like, maybe I should let him go. <laughs> like, goes back to see him, he's like, look, dude, I'm sorry, look. And we fell out over the gym, but, you know, I've, I've, what are you doing? It's just as he's taking the last bite out of his arm. <laughs> he, 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 fucking Shredder comes back and I'm dead from the bootleg bike. And he goes, I'm like, fucking rat, <laughs> Oh. Uh, I mean, then this is where my notes go all over because I lost the page when I got out of the car. But there's a training montage. We go back to the lid. Danny's there. They follow him back to save Splinter. Well, Casey does. Casey dressed up as a foot soldier. That's it. Yeah, save, uh, save Splinter. They fight the foot clan once again. The fight breaks out into the streets, then onto the rooftops. Shredder gets the upper hand. Nearly kills Leo. Nearly should have done. But then Splinter <gasps> with two arms intact, shamefully. There's, that's why I needed this. He's not honourable. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dirty rat. He's a dirty. Yeah. <laughs> takes takes Shredder out by getting him off the side of the body. Shredder goes for one last attack, which causes Splinter to let go, and then well to to get him to go off the end of the building into the garbage truck. Can I just Casey Jones is at the foot of and he turns it on and he's he's it's a children's film, but it is. The very early days, so he's like, right, yeah, kill him. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like compact the shit. It's like maybe that's in Terminator One. <laughs> Fucking here we go. I'm gonna tell you now. This is what I learned from it. I don't know if you disagree. So we're told that Splinter is the good guy. Backhanded move at the end. But Shredder, on the other hand, mm-hmm. right? Shredder, who spent a lot of time raising these boys who had absent fathers, mm-hmm. tried to give them what they wanted, tried to give them purpose in life. Yeah. His last move, knowing that it would kill him, is to try and kill Splinter. So mm. I'm just saying, Shredder's technically the better role because <laughs> because he's like it's like I was a man of my word. I would do anything to kill you if it cost me my own life. Splinter's like backhand it. Yeah, he's basically the scar. Turn, turn your own son against you. Scar and Mufasa at the end there, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, is it good? No, it's not. It's, is it? it's not good. It's, you know, it's when you're watching it, you realize what what. What is the point of this film? Because there's a bit that we missed out. We didn't really miss about. Sorry. Is you never find out what the plan is. Is it to create another foot soldier, foot army? Again, the question would be, well, you've already kind of done that. You've got a lot of kids hanging around. Mm. But then, like, when Shred, uh, when Shredder gets his hands on Splinter, I'm not joking, the the Tills don't give a shit. <laughs> like, they're like, at the end, they're like, oh, we should probably go game. We've, they've, yeah. had, they've had him for the Where's our rat? <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing the cleaning this? No one. Um... But it was weird to see like competent villains. They weren't that bad. It's not like they're they're prat falling all over the place. They just did. They didn't train because at no point in their training did they go. At some point, you might come against two fucking four turtles, like no yeah. ninja powers. Yeah, I mean, works better in I think printed format and in animation most yeah. definitely. I, I, it is it is a film that you have to leave logic at the front door, obviously. Um, and I think any time when you, you we're not here to critique it as is our way it's about making like oh it's, humor. It was, it's a fun film for a kid yeah, yeah I mean as a kid I had the best times watching this movie um, and I didn't care about plot storyline <laughs> character arcs or whether or not it was logical and made sense it was just it was four tales and even as a kid I knew there were people in suits but it doesn't matter I wanted more of them on the screen 
you get a lot of them on screen, which I think is benefit. I think any film that's directed for children and marketing, you gotta have in a ninety-minute feature the majority of the time having your turtles on screen. Yeah. I made the joke at the beginning about keeping them in the dark for as long as possible if you're going for realism, but of course this isn't. So you get lots of daytime shots of the turtles. Like that's the whole point, isn't it? As a kid, you want to see them obscured. Yeah. yeah, and you can't just have ninety minutes of fighting. There's got to be breaks in the storyline for bonding, for building, for for uh, dialogue. So. I don't think it's a bad movie. Like I say, it's the highest grossing indie movie up until Blair Witch came out. It, I enjoyed it growing up. Is it flawed? Most doubtably. Does it age well? No. Has it got cult status? I don't think so. Um, but it's still the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We'll be talking about this in another 30 years. I, I, what I think about it is is it's a great addition to a franchise that you love. I love the franchise. I'll never want to watch this film again, mm. but I'll always like the Ninja Turtles. I want to see the latest one that came out. Mm. I want to find the animated series. Because I remember having so much fun watching anime series. It was cool. It was iconic. Mm. I always remember the opening scene where the good guys come out. They come out. They they run. I never recognised any of the people that were running with it. Like the the other additional toys. We live in a world now that's different. TV shows were marketed at giving us toys and things like that, and I missed that. It was kind of like a wholesome quality. They didn't. They weren't snide in their product placement growing no. up. They were like, buy the tails. Buy well, this. Buy this bloke with I had wings. The van. I had the turtle van. Oh, that's cool. This year, I bought my nephew, you know, who's four, uh, Michelangelo action figure for his Christmas present. Michelangelo is successful. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, we didn't have time to talk about the sequels. I didn't mind Secret of the Use. I thought that was all right. Bebop and Rocksteady is the two editions. In, yeah, so in I ten- get more iconic. I, I, I All I remember is the vanilla ice wrap at the end. And I know people going nuts for it, mm. but... Shredder 2.0. You see, that's why we get confused. Shredder turns into a bitch in that one, doesn't he? Well, that's Kevin Nash, isn't it? believe so yeah in the second one yeah it's been so long since I've seen it mm. this is on Amazon on their free section yeah so you got to watch f- it with adverts but the, av- the adverts are tolerable the adverts were brilliant mine were less than a minute each one mm, yeah, oh, yeah I fantastic. think there's only four three breaks oh I had quite a lot of breaks in mine but they were quite rapid yeah yeah it wasn't like watching something on Channel 4 when yeah. I watched Great British Bake Off James when I watched that on Catch Up and Channel 4 put an advert every five minutes that's horrible isn't it god um, is it vault worthy Unfortunately, it is not vault worthy. It's it's on that scale of if it were in the vault. So the vault is the place for the best movies of all time. The safe havens that when nuclear war happens mm. and we run to the bunker, what films are we taking with us for future civilization and and humankind? I wouldn't put it on the list of I wouldn't put, sorry I won't put it in the vault to survive it, but on the list in the vault, nostalgic films that you should see if they have that survived. dusty shelf. A dusty shelf. If if, if, if they've you, survived and you find it in the wasteland, watch it. If you and I jumped down there and we locked the door and you went, oh shit, this is in my pocket, and you pulled it out, I wouldn't be like, open the blast door, throw it out. I'd be like, oh, it's in here now, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like Mr. Deed. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, I'd be like, let's <laughs> let's take nuclear fallout. <laughs> I'd be like, open the door. Don't <laughs> leave me in here with it. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd be like, right, I'm leaving. <laughs> you and me just in the corner with a big stick poking it. Like, get it out of here. It's dirty. Uh, no, I did do it. It's nostalgic fun. It's, it's, I don't know. So what I'd be more interested in is someone who's like younger than me and how they feel about it because the cartoon isn't... Although there's a different cartoon now, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. problem is I don't watch children's cartoons anymore because that would be weird. But I will when uh, X-Men 96 comes back. Yes. Yes. Oh, mate. Mm. Yes. Um, oh, there was a point I was going to make. Um, it's, it's that part of your childhood that will always have a soft spot for me. So mm. that... I'll always love that, and I'll always love it. I, when I see it, I'll be like, "Oh my god, I used to love that from growing up." But then I will immediately skip. I have, I have a, a a small 
like group of friends that I know if I shared this opinion with would go at me and be like, oh, you you know, you're wrong. And so Kareem, yeah, but right. I always I always question. But when was the last time you watched it? Hey, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and um, I I'm always grateful for these kind of movies for the for the childhoods that they gave me. You know, because you know when I didn't have strong role models, and I was thinking about joining a gang, but luckily I turned to movies instead. Um, <laughs> Look, the movies, a that's what this, that's what this podcast could have been with the movies that raised me. <laughs> um, I, I think I think the uh, the turtles was, is is very honourable in that list, and I know my brother loves them, and we had the toys, we played with them, so I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a as a franchise, as yeah. something that exists, something that should not exist. Do you know what I mean? At a time when it's like Batman, Spider Man. You know, all these different kind of versions of superheroes taking on animal traits and, and personalities. And you're like, turtles? Should we do it? Did I forget written? Anyone done turtles yet? No, right, let's have them. Let's have four of them. Um, so I know that they are doing another film, aren't they? <clears throat> they're doing a film, that they're going back to the roots, the dark roots. There is a, the most successful comic series, now someone's going to be annoyed, it's called The Ronin. And it's about an unnamed member of the Teenage Mutant Turtles in the after, after like apocalypse or something. There's only one of them, but he's got the four weapons, and you never know which one it is. Is Jeremy Renner? <laughs> and he's basically destroyed, kicking ass, taking revenge, and it's basically turning that into a film. No. Which is the polar opposite of what we've talked about. We've talked about campy fun mm. that is laughable, but in a good way. You don't, you know, I'm not taking a piss out of this film. I actually quite liked it mm. because of the memories it gave me. I'm all about shared universes, where I would love to watch a movie, a, like a romantic drama. Mm. Or or a, or a kind of um, slapstick indie movie where you know someone references the turtles in the nineties, and it has nothing to do with that. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah, for mean... some reason it exists in a universe yeah. where the turtles were real. Yeah. So there's, so it's like there's two guys like I'm in coffee. And you go, oh, do you remember in the nineties when yeah. the, when did you when everyone stole nan... when everyone stole boomboxes? Yeah, your hey, nan hey. was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember, <laughs> your nan, your nan lived in New York in the nineties, didn't she? Yeah, did she ever? Did, you, were they, you mean the Foot Clan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Around, yeah. yeah Thank God for those guys that saved the day, and yeah. then move on with the storyline, and it has nothing to do with turtles whatsoever. <laughs> but we <laughs> know. Right, you just go, oh, that giant rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just fucking arms off. <laughs> Right, that's our show for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know in the comments, in the reviews. Do reach out to us. How do you feel about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the sequels, the reboots, the reanimations, the reimaginations? Just let us know what you think. Our show next week is on Sliced Alone. James is having a stroke. If I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye.